the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. one 800 913 Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Glad you tuned in, everybody. It's the Chris Salcedo Show here on the Blaze. I am um, gratified beyond all description that you've made it here to the program. Let me... uh, let me give you some of the particulars. This is how you get in touch with me. First off, uh, the old-fashioned way, over the phone. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. It's a big show we had today, I think. Uh, we were able to make contact with the Texas governor. Uh, he is, as predicted yesterday on this program, the left wing has already launched a lawsuit. Problem is, guess what? The conservatives launched their lawsuit first. <laughs> and uh, the Attorney General of the state of Texas showing the rest of the country how it's done. Don't wait for the libs to follow suit. You sue them. They're the ones in the wrong. We'll get into that, too, here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Also going to have a discussion with one of the guys in the room with President Trump when they decided to go the way they decided to go on this Obamacare repeal and replace. And uh, basically a philosophical discussion. Has the Republican Party abandoned the free market? Has has the Republican Party abandoned uh, this idea that there needs to be an entitlement? There there can't be somebody between a patient and the doctor, somebody in the government. So we'll get into all those questions coming up. Uh, Catching the show live, blaze.com slash radio. Smartphone app for the Blaze. The smartphone app for iHeart. On demand, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. And make sure you go to theblaze.com in the channel section. Find us there and follow us there on social media. The Facebook page is The Chris Salcedo Show. Also find an email link on there. And on Twitter, at Chris Salcedo, T-X, C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas. All right, time for the flip around. For those of you new to the program, the flip around is uh, uh, something our, our pals at Grabian, through their technology, helps us do. We basically just flip around. And uh, see what the cable talkers are talking about. And uh, we talk about it here on the Chris Salcedo Show. So let's uh, see what's happening over there at, well, we'll start off with the Fox News Channel. Days before voters there hit the polls in the, the runoff or the final round of voting, really, French election officials said a significant amount of data and some fake information wound up on social media. The apparent target 
the centrist candidate Emmanuel Macron, who won in a landslide despite the hacks. Rogers stopped short of saying that the Russian government was behind that hacking, but he did say that U.S. officials had become aware of Russian activity. Can we stop, Shep Smith, with all due respect? Macron is not a centrist. Macron, because the Socialist Party inside of France had received such a tarring and feathering in public opinion because Francois Hollande was a socialist. And uh, socialism and left-wingers were looked so, so down upon, he had to leave the Socialist Party and found his own party as somewhat of an outsider to win because he had to abandon the socialists because, well, they suck. And socialism sucks. And the people in France weren't going to buy it. So they had to lie to the people of France, and the people of France bought it. That's, in essence, what was happening there. So Macron is not a centrist. He's a leftist. And uh, the poor people of France have surrendered to their fate. European-style socialism and the inevitable, inevitable decline that comes with it. Uh, let's go over to MSNBS. Presence in Afghanistan. Start with a conversation with Russia to say, please don't arm the other side. Well, I think we do have to talk to the Russians. We also have to talk to our allies. So let's not forget that uh, NATO and that NATO countries, as well as countries outside of NATO, have been in there for a decade and a half with us. So they need to be consulted, too. But, yes, we have to talk to the Russians, who uh, did indeed... Uh, end up in a quagmire themselves and had to pull out at the end of the 80s. Uh, if they're arming the Taliban, and it's not confirmed, but the commanders themselves are convinced of it. Is there any doubt in anybody's mind that Putin is arming terrorists? And that's all Putin does is arm terrorists, right? Whether they're in Syria, whether they're in uh, Afghanistan, whether they're in Iran, that's all that man does is sell weapons and arm folks who want to slaughter Americans. That's what Vladimir Putin does. What, is there any doubt about that? Um, oh, by the way, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention what happened yesterday. And we'll probably get into this a little more extensively if we have time about Sally Yates' so-called testimony up on Capitol Hill yesterday. I didn't think there was anything that, that we learned that was particularly new. As a matter of fact, um, MS, while we're talking about MSNBS here, while we're waiting for CNN to actually do some news, uh, they're in a spot break, apparently. Uh, Democrat Chris Murphy was on MSNBS and, of course, asked once again, um, <clears throat> is there definitive proof that there was collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russians in the election? And once again, Chris Murphy was... Forced to respond with, we have no evidence of... How many more times do we have... You know, we're going to continue to ask this. I, I would wager for four years until Democrats get the answer they want. Or some sort of... At least can muddy the waters so that there's some sort of suspicion. You keep on repeating something often enough, even though it's not true, it becomes, you know, ingrained in the ethos. But uh, here's Democrat Chris Murphy. Were there ties between the Trump campaign, direct ties, and Russia? Uh, former DNI uh, 
Jim Clapper said, look, I can't make that claim. I can't find a straight line of collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. No one has said that on an official level yet. Do you believe there's been collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia from what you know? So I, I, I don't know. We certainly don't have a smoking gun today, but it seems that this story is unfolding only in one direction, right? Every few weeks we get new evidence that suggests that there was more, not less. What? What evidence? What, Michael Flynn? Michael Flynn lying suggests collusion. Heck, you guys haven't even produced any evidence of collusion of Michael Flynn. The only thing you have is that he went over and he, he got some money. It was paid by a foreign interest, which is, is bad. Doesn't mean the guy coordinated to fix the election. Less coordination than we previously thought between the Trump campaign uh, and the Russian government. And I have a feeling that there's a number of additional chapters here. Uh <laughs> There's, yes, and we're going to write those. As a matter of fact, those chapters have already been written in the basket of biased press. We're just going to keep on pressing and pressing and pressing and pressing until we can, you know, make those stories, those fictions, reality. Uh, that haven't been told, but no, today we don't have that direct, clear evidence of collusion between uh, Trump himself, uh, high levels of the campaign and the Russian government. That has been the answer for the last six months, hasn't it? That well now six seven months now since the election, that has been that has been the answer. No evidence of collusion. Let's pop on over to CNN. Paternity care. This is about you know breastfeeding and okay. rape treatment. Sure, I'm a mother. I'm a mother, and absolutely, you're so right. And all of these 13 gentlemen on this committee right now, they are all elected officials. They weren't just elected by men. They are speaking on behalf of women who have issues like breastfeeding and childcare and mothering. So but I think that they're here on behalf of their constituents, and if the constituents don't lash? like it, then they Hang can on. vote for someone else. May I speak? It's my show. Absolutely. Why is it taking backlash for us to put these graphics up of these panels since Friday afternoon for them to take note and finally address the optics? I mean the optics. It's that's all it is. It's optics. This that whole damn network. I I, I just folks, the very idea that elected leaders do you have to have a woman present to address women's issues or to be sensitive to women's issues? Is absurd. And so, so can we conclude that every single time a woman sits down, that you're not representing men's issues? You're not representing men's point of view? Can we? By the way, there's an all-woman panel up there on CNN right now. Where are the men? Huh? Where are the men? This, this, this gender warfare that is being set up by CNN, the leader of the basket of bias, infuriates the hell out of me. And it's, it's patently absurd. And you know what? The guest there was absolutely correct. As if these senators in that working group were elected solely by men. Good grief. And it's, it's just, oh, look, there's no women on the panel. No, we, we, we decided we would go, we would look beyond sex and race, and division, and just put the best qualified folks up there on the panel, said Mitch McConnell. And with all apologies to Chris Wallace over at Fox News, there's a Latino on the panel. His name is Ted Cruz. Uh, for, in case you guys missed this over the weekend, um, Chris Wallace declared the entire panel was uh, just a bunch of white guys. Um, not true. At, at, as if... You got to have somebody of color on there. 
Got to have somebody of color on there because you know what? Uh, health care for blacks is different than health care for Hispanics, which is different than health care for whites. <laughs> you know, because, you know, uh, if you're a Latino uh, uh, parent, you want different health care for your child than a white parent does. Isn't that right? Chris Wallace, isn't that right, CNN? You guys are a bunch of dummies. Oh, look, the racist Republicans and the sexist Republicans, it's all. I am so sick and tired of this divisive race and gender politics. And it's all orchestrated from these leftists at places like CNN, the leader of the basket of bias. Why don't you talk about the issues for a change? This is, an is- this is not an issue. This is a division tactic, a divide and conquer tactic, long employed by the American left, well represented at CNN. I'll be back in a minute. It's the Salcedo Show on The Blaze. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Chris Salcedo. Welcome back, everybody. Ellie, let me ask you a question. If if you found out that it was a panel of all men trying to decide how the Senate was going to address the failure of Obamacare and put in, praise God, a system that got government the heck out of our health care decisions— is your first concern, oh my goodness, there are no women on that panel. Is that your first concern as a millennial and as a female? Is that, is, is that where, you, where your mind goes first? Honestly, no. No. I think, see, I think it's fair to say that you have more maturity and a, and an, uh, and a more succinct focus than those over at CNN. However, you have on your mind the business of solving problems or at least analyzing the problem. CNN is there to create problems. CNN is there to uh, create divisions. CNN is there to make life miserable for Donald Trump. That's their job as they see it. It's It's not really what their job is, but... It's what they've set themselves up to do. It's, it's, I am so sick and tired of, these, of the politics of division driven by the basket of biased press. Really tired of it. All right, let's uh, move on. Apparently, the... Who is this? Uh, the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, 
has issued a travel warning for the state of Texas. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Texas Governor Greg Abbott on Sunday signed a bill that would ban sanctuary cities in his state. The bill, which had a blah, 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 the measure, blah, blah, blah. I'm looking for what what they are saying. Um, oh, man. I Maybe I should just go to the ACLU's website. But I can only imagine a travel alert for the state of Texas. So what what I would recommend um, is that is that all of you illegal aliens out there who um, who are you illegal alien felons out there. I would uh, really uh, uh, caution you not to come to the great state of Texas. I would uh, I would recommend you stay away now for all of you legal immigrants and for all you citizens out there. The state of Texas is the home of liberty and freedom. It's a great great state to visit. But all you illegal alien felons, um, stay away from Texas. Go to California. They love you out there. All you illegal alien felons, uh, they let they let you out of jail so you can shoot innocent women. <laughs> That's what California likes to do. So go ahead. You, you just. Go for it. Go to Cal- all you illegal alien felons. Stay out of Texas. Go to California. They love you there. They'll stand up for you there. Go to New York. They love you there. They stand up for you there. Illegal alien felons. Go to Chicago. Although I wouldn't even wish Chicago on illegal alien felons. <laughs> You're taking your life into your own hands when you go to Chicago. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, Washington Times, ACLU, issued travel alert to Americans on Tuesday, warning them that they could be entering a low-right zone if they go to Texas once the state's new anti-sanctuary law takes effect in September. Well, you know, there's also a cautionary tale here, folks, for elected leaders who want to come to the state of Texas and violate the rule of law. Uh, You will also be perp-walked which uh, I am elated about to no end. Now, we said this yesterday on the, on the Chris Salcedo show that it was only a matter of time. And we had a lawyer on talking about it that till legal challenges were filed. Well, one has been filed, but the Texas Attorney General filed his first. The Texas Attorney General, a conservative guy by the name of Ken Paxton, filed a lawsuit against the city of Austin, which is Sanctuary City. And uh, because they want they want they know this law is constitutional. They want to get it adjudicated and done and over with and declared constitutional so they can move on. Here he was on Fox News this morning. A.G. Ken Paxton. Uh, Well, we we uh, we had heard that they were not going to comply. We'd also heard about some other entities that were not going to comply. So instead of instead of waiting for multiple lawsuits around the state and dealing with this over a long period of time, we decided let's get this on. We, We believe our law is constitutional. And we're ready to go. So what you're doing is you're asking a federal court to uphold the legality or the constitutionality of your law, right? In other words, yep, the, the authorities down in your county in, in Austin have got to cooperate with the ICE agents. Absolutely. We're trying to move this up, the time frame up. 
we don't want to wait around. We believe this is absolutely constitutional. This similar law was passed in Arizona. It was upheld by the U.S. Supreme Court. And so we, why wait? We're ready to go. They're ready to go. There's Ken Paxton showing the rest of you folks in conservative states how to operate. Don't wait for the liberal left to attack you. You attack them. They're the ones that are stepping outside the law. Now, of course, the left-wingers are out there trying to undermine what Texas is doing. The city of Austin, they've made statements about this. Travis County, our, our, our sheriff there, Sally Hernandez, has made statements that she wouldn't enforce these. We've sued another entity called MALDEF. They've talked negatively about our law, and we just decided why not just consolidate these and, and get it on and, and, and find out more quickly that our law is constitutional because we absolutely believe we'll win. All right, let me read you the statement from the city of Austin and then we'll get your response. The statement says, our law enforcement professionals have told us this legislation will make our community less safe by degrading the relationship between our residents and the police who protect them. <laughs> Notice how she said the words residents. Not citizens, but residents. Because the American taxpayer must protect illegal aliens who came here without permission, utilizing city services and, and the like, paid for by the taxpayers of the United States. And, of course, the priority for the people of Austin and the people of Dallas, people of San Antonio, and to people of Chicago, people of Los Angeles, people of New York City, the priority is the illegal alien and making the illegal alien feel welcome. The law department will defend the protected speech of our mayor, city council members, and city manager who have been personally named in this lawsuit. I don't give a damn about you saying that you want to violate the rule of law, you left-wing kooks. Just do it. I don't want to, infl- I don't want to infringe on your free speech rights. I just want you to obey the law, and then I want you in jail if you don't. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo's show on the phone with me right now. Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Governor, welcome back to the Salcedo Show. Great to be back. Thanks. Going to fire some uh, statistics at you, which I think justifies exactly what you did, fulfilling a, a promise to the people of Texas. Heather McDonald in 2004 wrote that two-thirds of all outstanding felony warrants in the city of Los Angeles involved illegal aliens as well as 95% of outstanding murder warrants in nine month time frame in 2014 sanctuary city shielded 9265 illegals from deportation 62% of those had significant prior criminal histories and March of this year according to US Immigration and Customs Enforcement local authorities released 206 illegal aliens in one week's time some of them uh, a homicide suspect, a convicted arsonist, multiple individuals convicted of aggravated assault. And, of course, the biggest black eye to the state of Texas was Travis County. Of those 206, 142 of those illegal alien felons were released back on the streets to victimize Texas citizens. I think that's testament to why the, the law that you just signed into law was so needed. Listen, this is gross negligence by public policy to release these people back out onto the streets. We all know the story about Kate Stanley. Kate Stanley would be with us alive today uh, had an ICE detainer been honored. 
over in San Francisco. Uh, as governor, I cannot allow our fellow citizens to be subject to these types of dangers. I will not allow state policies uh, that release these criminals back out onto the streets. And that is precisely why uh, I signed that law banning sanctuary city policies in the state of Texas. Uh, two lawsuits I want to talk to you about. First off, the one brought by the state of Texas to Austin. Uh, uh, heard uh, the attorney general, Ken Paxton, this morning saying, hey, we know our law is constitutional. We know our law is needed, so we're ready to go. So we're not even going to wait. Uh, would you comment on that lawsuit, sir? I think it was a bright move to go ahead and file the lawsuit now. We knew that a lawsuit would be coming by the opposition, which I think may have been filed already. Uh, but also, uh, what the Paxton lawsuit, uh, Paxton, of course, is the Attorney General of Texas, what the Paxton lawsuit focuses on uh, is one, uh, Travis County, the city of Austin, uh, and officials here in Austin and Travis County uh, who currently have a law and a provision, that uh, a local uh, ordinance that would contravene the Texas ban on sanctuary city policies. Uh, the uh, sheriff of Travis County has a policy of releasing, meaning not honoring ICE detainer requests, uh, people who uh, have been either been charged with or convicted of very serious and very dangerous crimes. We will not tolerate that here in Texas. And so I think it was the right thing uh, to file a lawsuit to shut them down right now uh, because they would be in violation of this new Texas law. And let's just get it decided in one court. Uh, and listen, on this legal decision, uh, the, 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 the issue that so many people are up in arms about uh, is the is the provision uh, that says that an officer may but not is required to. Uh, but may, whenever they make a stop for which they have probable cause, uh, can ask for identification to, to determine whether or not someone is here legally. Uh, that provision has already been upheld by the United States Supreme Court. So I yeah. think that uh, General Pax's lawsuit should be victorious. Oh, I, I concur. You know, and as as liberty-loving Latino, uh, not to be confused, Governor, with loudmouth leftist Latinos in this state, I have no worries whatsoever about what this sanctuary city bill does. The other lawsuit, by the way, we're talking with Governor Greg Abbott, folks, here in the great state of Texas. The other lawsuit yeah, I think you were making reference to was El uh, Sinizo, Texas, uh, suing the state, saying that th th this town's local constitution protects illegals. Now, uh, I'm amazed that when, when you've got uh, people in Washington, D.C., for example, as was the case with the federal government and Barack Obama versus Arizona's SB 1070. Liberals say, well, you know, there's the supremacy uh, and the federal government trumps the states. But when you have a, a clear case of state law trumping a town law, uh, liberals seem to forget that convention of how we do things here in the United States. You think that's rather convenient, sir? <laughs> well, you're exactly right. Uh, the way that the uh, Texas Constitution and laws work uh, is uh, that state law preempts local law to the extent local law is contrary to state law. And so this should be uh, a lay down, easy victory. Who knows when we get down into the court down there what's going to happen. But what I do know is when we get up to the Texas Supreme Court, Texas will be victorious on that lawsuit also. All right. Uh, a couple of other things I wanted to touch base with you on today. Uh, I, I am perfectly OK with this, Governor, because I think it's you reaching out to a constituency that you need to reach out to. And uh, individuals on the left have been have been utilizing the faith community to push their left wing agenda. I have and without consequence. But the Democrat Morning News, that's my that's my not so affectionate name for the, the Dallas Morning News. The Democrat Morning News, Governor, is taking issue with you reaching out to these mega churches and saying, hey, folks, uh, just want to make sure that you guys tell your congregations about what's at stake with SB six. Uh, 
I have no problem with it, but would you answer some of your critics who, who do have a problem with you doing this? Well, I think as governor, my job is to speak with my constituents. Uh, these pastors were concerned uh, about the possibility of uh, a, no law passing that would protect the safety uh, of women and children uh, in bathrooms. Uh, and so th they asked me uh, if, if I would weigh in and make sure uh, that we got something passed. And I, I said, uh, well, of course. And, and they said, well, what is the best thing to do? I said, if you, if you really want to have something passed, uh, you need uh, to make sure uh, that you make contact with the members of the House, because this is where this is being held up. It's being held up in the House of Representatives, and the people who make the decision over here are, are going to be the members. Uh, and so I said, if, if you really want to know what needs to be done, you need to contact the members of the Texas House of Representatives. Yeah, if I had a dollar for every single time, I've said if conservatives, if you want to, if you want to see your conservative values get get advanced, you're going to have to call the Texas House and, and prompt them to do something. Uh, look, Governor, i got to tell you, we are very proud here on the Salcedo Show, and I'd be remiss if I didn't pass on some of the, the grassroots feedback we've had for your efforts on, on Article 5, uh, the Convention of the States. Texas will be in a leadership role. I know it was a priority, sir. You're pretty happy about that? Absolutely. It, it was uh, something that I, I felt confident would pass out. And this is the kind of thing that Texas is a leader on. Uh, and this is what I uh, was involved in in those 31 lawsuits that are filed against the federal government. Uh, I saw firsthand the way that the federal government had come unhinged from the United States Constitution. And when I say federal government, I'm not just talking about federal government uh, across the board. Uh, each branch of government, the, the presidency, Congress, and the judiciary have all abandoned the United States Constitution. So it is time for Texas to take a leading role in employing a tool that the founders gave to us when they wrote the Constitution, and they embedded it in Article 5. And that is for the people uh, to rise up and say, listen, enough is enough. Uh, we need to correct the errors of the ways that the Constitution has mis been misinterpreted. And this Article 5 Convention of States is the way that Madison, uh, that uh, Hamilton said was the right way for the Constitution to be amended. Yeah, uh, I can just tell you, give you some feedback, Governor, on all three platforms of the Salcedo Show. We put up your work on Article 5 and your, your uh, work on the Sanctuary Cities Bill. And the, the refrain has been this. Thank you, Governor Greg Abbott. Thank you for doing what you promised. And uh, you have the gratitude as well from the Chris Salcedo Show, sir, for being here today and also following through on your promises. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. God bless. And, folks, I was uh, remiss. Uh, I, I should have defined for all of you who are not uh, privy to Texas politics about SB6. SB6 is the bathroom bill, the infamous bathroom bill. Uh, for those of you who are paying attention to the debate in, in North Carolina, it, it's something that's similar, but uh, the, the state of Texas is basically standing up for the privacy of women in bathrooms. And, and you know, to be quite frank, the privacy of men as well. Uh, what the bill does, SB6, in the state of Texas is it basically says, look, if you are a, if you are a local municipality, a local government, you cannot fine a restaurant or a business if they want to have a men's room and a ladies' room and they want to enforce it. So, for example, you're a restaurant and somebody complains, hey, there's a guy in here who is in the ladies' room, and, you, and the management walks up to him and says, look, uh, this is the ladies' room. You can't be in here. And the man says, hey, I identify as a woman today. Under what liberals want to do in the state of Texas, and they already tried this down in the city of Houston, and many liberals across the country are trying this. Under, uh, under liberal laws, 
liberals would be able to find the business. How dare you question that man with a five o'clock shadow and a pair of jeans and a T-shirt? He said he was a woman. Who are you as the store owner to question him? But my other patrons, they're, they're, they're feeling intimidated and they're feeling less safe and it's, it, it, it's not right. What SB6 will allow is, well, basically forbid a city from punishing a business with fines because they want to have a stall or, or a bathroom for one woman and a bathroom for, or, for men, for men and women. And the left-wingers are, are trying to say this will allow folks to discriminate Nothing can be further from the truth. It will prevent uh, individuals from, uh, you know, being perverted out there and having the rule of law or a city ordinance to hide under. And there are also some uh, issues in the in the schools that it will not allow the schools to uh, make their showers co-ed. It will not allow the uh, the schools to. Um, you know, to basically say, well, th- this guy, identi- th- this kid identifies as transgender, thus he, you know, he'll be able to use the, the girl's locker room and vice versa. Um, so that that's what SB6 is all about, and that's what the governor was weighing in on. Telephone number you want to weigh in on what we've talked about so far, folks? 888-933-93, 888-900-3393. Back in a minute on the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The law department will defend the protected speech of our mayor, city council members, and city manager who have been personally named in this lawsuit. So they don't think they're going to be as safe with this law. What's your response? Well, to me, just the opposite. I mean, there's no benefit that I can see to what Sally Hernandez has done, which is that she has said, I'm not going to cooperate with ICE. I'm not going to turn over criminals who have committed crimes in our state. There's really no upside that I can see for our county, for our citizens. And so I, I would just disagree. I think they're wrong. I think they're wrong, too. Welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Alcedo's show. So there is uh, there is one component to what this Texas law does, because remember, the target, it's not illegals necessarily. It's the elected leaders who think it's OK to enable illegal alien felons, to protect illegal alien felons. They are the primary target of this law. Now as is the case with so many leftists, so many liberals. Of course, that's just racist. I mean, you've got morons like Wanda Sykes out there. (laughs) The repeal of Obamacare is racist. Oh, shut up. You unintelligent, uninformed moron. That's, you know, the good news is, folks, is it that that they, they've gone to the well way too many times on the racism stuff? I mean, you saw the pushback that we gave Chris Wallace for not recognizing that Ted Cruz is a Latino and he's on that working group for the Senate version of the repeal of of and or the amendment of Obamacare. And it shows like this shows like my good buddy Lawrence Lawrence Jones. 
we, we are pushing back very hard, and I think the blaze is leading the way on this, that simply, it's simply because you don't get your way in a left-wing policy doesn't mean that your opposition is racist. I mean, there is nothing that is Latino about socialized medicine. There is nothing that is black about allowing uh, officials in government to openly and wantonly violate the law and put citizens of the United States at risk. But that that's, you know, we joked when this law was passed, there were going to be libs out there who, who said, that's unconstitutional. You can't force us. You can't force a liberal to follow the law. That's unconstitutional. And, and damned if they're not doing it <laughs> right, right here in front of our eyes. And here is a, a Fox news talking with the attorney general Paxton saying, Oh yeah, here comes the race card. Well, there was one other comment uh, in the press yesterday from an Austin uh, city councilwoman by the name of Delia Garza. She said, I think when the Texas attorney general is suing you, you're doing something right. We often said we disagree with Senate Bill 4 and its intent. I think this sends a message that Hispanics are not welcome in Texas. And uh, no, well, First off, I'm broadcasting from Texas. I feel perfectly welcome. Of course, I'm a liberty-loving Latino. I'm not a loudmouth leftist Latino like Garza who believes that the, the law is only a suggestion that she doesn't have to follow and that she can, she can enable illegal alien felons to get back out of the streets. And you guys heard the stats I gave to the governor that, il- that these sanctuary cities are letting out illegal alien felons to victimize U.S. citizens. That's no bueno in the rhetoric, folks. And... Hispanics and blacks and whites all over America are tired of Democrats putting us at risk for their own political advancement. Hispanics are not valued. Mr. Attorney General, how do you respond to the last part of that statement? First of all, this was overwhelmingly passed by the legislature. Both houses signed by the governor. It is what the will of the people want. They want a safe place. They want to be protected. And we would just disagree with their, their, their assessment. This is designed to protect every mm-hmm. citizen, no matter what their ethnicity. And ultimately, we think it'll work. Much more diplomatic than I would have been. I would have said to Ms. Garza, look, uh, sweetie, your, your suggestion that if it's illegal, it must be Latino. I take great offense to it. I'm a Latino, and I do not believe in violating the rule of law. Uh, it's, not, it's not because you're a Latino that you that you want to violate the rule of law it's because you're a liberal that you want to do that and that's why i oppose them folks all right hour two of the salcedo show up next stay with us here on the blaze you're listening to the chris salcedo show part of generation blaze on the blaze radio network